Welcome to The Mother-Daughter Journey, a podcast for women working through the tenuous transition of a maturing mother-daughter relationship. I'm Abigail. And I'm Kelly. We know firsthand that the mother-daughter relationship is one of the most fabulous, yet frustrating, relationships you are ever going to have. Even so, we're best friends, business partners, and of course, mother and daughter. So join us as we share our ongoing journey and the lessons we've learned along the way. Hi there, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome, Welcome back. Yeah, exactly. Welcome back. <laughs> Mother-daughter journey time. <laughs> woo Be ready. Wait, ready or not, if you dare. Wait, that's what I'm trying to say. I have no idea I don't what know. you're trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say either. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> ignore all of that. Today's episode, I'm really excited about, well, I'm always really excited about the say, episodes. You're always really excited, but yes. But we're doing something a little different this season, as you may have noticed, and that is interviewing some amazing women and bringing them on and hearing from them about their relationships with their mothers or their daughters and how it shaped them and how they can help and all, all of that lovely jazz. Right. And so if you've listened to last week's episode, then you're in luck. You're perf- You're right yeah. where you need to be. Yes. If you haven't listened to last week's episode where we interviewed the lovely Galen Apt. You should go check that out first and then come back over here because this won't make sense. Right. So we're going to talk about the interview that we had and takeaways and how we adapted them or thoughts to our journey. Right. And and also maybe, I don't think there's anything we disagree with with Galen, but who knows, in... in Future interviews, it may be something where we have a different take that we want to talk about. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? But yeah, so this is today we are going to dive in more into what we learned with Galen last week. So kind of just a quick refresher for everybody. Galen is a transformational coach and she is, gosh, absolutely amazing at what she does. She uses a plethora of modalities to help people really step into who they are and um, express their true selves and feel safe doing so. Right. So you can live your life consciously. Consciously. Yes. That's the word that she used a lot, consciously. And gosh, has she been a huge key to the growth in our journeys? Yeah. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I tend to do that. I speak for both of us. Yeah, you do. Speaking for myself, Galen has been a huge key in my growth journey because that's a lot of what I struggled with was that I felt like I wanted to fit in, right? Something Mm -hmm. that she said, like she wanted to fit in, but she didn't want to fit in. And I was like, yeah, I wanted to be me, but what if me didn't fit in? And so I was constantly hiding my true self and, and waiting for some and masking, which is, you know, not cool. And waiting for somebody to basically give me permission to be me. And right. uh, Galen was that person for me. Galen was one of the one of the people for sure. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk um, about how Galen has impacted you before we kind of dive into what we talked about last week? I think I said a lot of it last week, we but did. Galen just, something that we, I feel very like jumping all over the place. So sorry, folks, I'm trying to get my thoughts together. But I think I said last week that Galen models 
behavior, right? So she shows up in a way that resonates with me, in a way that I want to show up in the world. And so she models behavior and how she deals with adversity and how she addresses just life in general, right? She models that. And so she's been somebody that I will stop and think sometimes, okay, what would what would Galen think? Like, what would she think? And Because a lot of what her and I talk about is the observing. She said she's an observer of people. Yes. And kind of observing Likewise. her own behavior without ego, without the judging, right? And so right. when I'm thinking about some of the things that we talk about and some of the stuff in our relationship and just some of the stuff in our show in general... A lot of times I'll be like, this is going to be controversial. This is going to make some people uncomfortable. However, am I saying it out of a place of I like ego? Am I saying this because I'm like want to drive a point home to somebody? Or am I saying it because I think it's what needs to be said, right? Because it really right. resonates with and me. And you have said that to me on on a few different occasions before we sit down to record or even after we record. We're like, maybe we should revisit was that coming from a place of of ego or not right Um, we've said that many times right you know and and we actually forgot that that came from her as well yes and actually we the interview with me that you where you interviewed me yes episode two guys yes um check that we recorded we recorded that twice we did right because the because what i talk about is is touchy it's yeah. It's it's a it's difficult sticky. it's sticky it's a difficult subject and when I went back and listened to the first episode I sat and I thought this, some of this is feeling like like ego is involved right and so what would what would Galen do she would sit with it she'd listen to it again and she'd like if she still had that feeling she would re-record it even if it's gonna take another two hours of, of time and I did I felt like oh it's a little I was coming from a place of ego, which is not where I wanted to come from. And you weren't modeling. Right. I wasn't and showing up the way that you wanted to show up. Exactly. Which... And I've learned a lot of that from just watching Galen's growth journey. So now you know why we invited her on the podcast. Yes, exactly. And why she was the first person we decided to interview. So let's just take a couple of the things that she said and kind of relate it back to the mother-daughter journey and right what we do here and yeah right so one one of the first things if you don't mind nope that she said that really popped out at me was children and she learned this from her mom who i thought was amazing absolutely i thought that was amazing because well that because way ahead of her time well not in not our experience and not our experience but children come through you They don't come for you. Right. Let's sit with that. Children come through you. They don't come for you. And so, so, yeah. I'm going to, if is it okay if I kind of. I'm going to step back. Take this one for a minute. Abigail, take it away. So, I remember a big piece of what I felt growing up besides the whole, like, you know, something that everybody feels. I want to fit in, but I also want to be me, right? I definitely felt pressure to perform and I'm not the only one, right? We definitely, a lot of us. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And that pressure to perform was for my parents' sake, right? If I'm just being honest, 
It wasn't well, for please mine. Please do. It wasn't for, I mean, teachers maybe. Primarily it was to make you proud and to make my dad proud and to live up to, and to make you as proud as my sister does. So that I had to live up to that, the expectation of who I thought she was, who she is. And then to make, and then from there out to like my, my grandmother proud, my aunts, my uncles, like, every, and so I lived my life to make my family proud of me. Right. Because. You felt like you were here for us. I did. And, and, I did. I'm sorry for to you. say I did. I yeah. felt like I was here for them and not for me. And a lot of that just, and I'm, um, yeah. I don't want to speak for you. So if I'm putting words in your mouth. I think you kind of felt the same way growing up and passed that down a little. Absolutely. I did feel that way growing up without being able to verbalize it, right? right? Um, and I did... Well, I couldn't either until and I did, came along. Right. So. And I did pass that along to you, but you were an extension of me. Mm-hmm. And so your effort and your whatever you want to call it was a reflection of me, yes. right? Instead of just... And I knew that too. Right. And so... In, which not healthy, the codependent thing that we talk about. But this idea of children are here to come through me and not for me Mm -hmm. is more of what we talk about with the lighthouse, right? To guide. We're here to guide our children with the full-fledged knowledge, which Galen talks about as well in the interview, that they're under our sphere or they work through us for a certain amount of time and then they need to go off and fly on their own and that is the trajectory and she also mentioned the reverse of you know when she did move out and go to do her own thing and her mom sold the house and moved to florida and she kind of had this feeling like oh okay okay like couldn't wait for me i'm on my own now couldn't wait for me to leave the house kind of Mm -hmm. thing was was you know one of her initial reactions but then she was able to sit back based on the way that her mom raised her and was like well no this is this how is it's supposed to be, right? I guided you. You came through me for this time, and I'm still here for you always. Right. But now it's time for me to make decisions for, for myself. Right. And not for you. And so it's kind of, I love the whole, just the whole concept of it and for both sides, right? I mean, yes. For yeah, both exactly. sides. Because there it, it does come a time when the child looks at the parent when they're, Parents are starting to make their own decisions, like not their own decisions, but parents are starting to live their lives outside of you because now you're an adult. Exactly. Where you look at them thinking, what the heck are you, like you having a midlife crisis? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Don't you know what it feels like? That's like, midlife crisis th- is. This is how yeah. it's affecting me. And right. there's that role reversal of, well, why aren't you thinking about how it's affecting me? So this is perfect because in both it's, directions. It's like that's, we're given the opportunity she said, fly, 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 right? Right. Given the fly, opportunity fly, fly. to fly, fly, fly. And I think, yeah, that's kind of just an amazing mindset. Yes. And it resonates with you and I. Big time. Right? And so if you're struggling with your relationship or if there's, you know, having a hard time communicating or there's something, if you're being triggered all the time, or there's something that you feel like you need to look at within really any relationship, but specifically right. we're talking about mother-daughter. Is it, is it, I'm looking at it as a for me instead of a through me, like the natural progression of the right. relationship. 
And that's really hard with the mother-daughter relationship because it's, letting well, with, go is hard with anything, right? right. But yeah. With an, any, well, I was, that's what I was going to say, with any parent, especially with any parent-child relationship. Yes. And then I would, I mean, that's why we're here, right? I would beg to argue even a little more so with the mother-daughter relationship, going back to that codependency. Yeah. That was one of the major things that we took away from that we were like, okay, we need to, like, Yes. This was huge in our relationship. Right. She was 31, right? So right. little age, a little wisdom, which absolutely. Um, For real. So she came into it ahead of time thinking about what kind of parent she wanted to be, which is exactly the opposite of, you know, how it worked for me because I was 22 years old and right. woke up one day and was like, ooh, pregnant. Oh, right. Well, and I think... I think a lot of people, most people in your generation, and especially the generation before, right? Right, absolutely. Like, it wasn't, planning wasn't as, at least in that sense, wasn't as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I think popular, age, not, well, I also think age has a lot to do with it, right? We were, I mean, your dad and I were actually you kind of the odd, odd man's out because we were young parents, which was very routine for like our parents my parents generation they started young right so maybe that's my my I'm just my view of like the age of parents in different generations is skewed because you guys are so young yes okay. I think so because we were we were very young we were younger than many of the other parents of oh. your friends okay right because people were starting to at that time go to college, get, a, you know, get their degree, get their career going, and then start their families, which is kind of how things... Right. But even that, starting the families was like 25, 26, 27. Right. Right. I'm 29, and that just is like... <laughs> no! <laughs> but so my point is, is I think age, if you, if you think about that, mm-hmm. right, that extra 10 years allows you to think about... Well, one, you, you definitely have more self-awareness the older that you get. And two, you can think okay. about how you want to consciously parent. Right. You've had 10 to 12 years for you to transition from your mother-daughter relationship, right? Through Before that, getting thrown into through, another one? Through that maturing kind of, you know, stickiness that we talk about where you can establish yourself as a person Right. You can think about, okay, well, how do I want to parent outside of that codependency and that, oh, I, I don't want to hurt my mother's And how do feelings. I want to show up that's different than how I was showing up in my relationship with my mom or how she was showing up in our in our relationship, too, with something else. Right. And, I mean, there was a lot that of was that. Pretty, that, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. There was a lot of that that I think. What I, what I really liked was she, not really liked, but what I thought was really cool is that she actually attributed her ability to do that to like look at herself and do the growth and do the work to her mom. Right. And the way her mom raised her. And right. the whole like the thing that she was kind of bugged about before with the okay, just kick me out, why don't you? Whatever. After she was able to kind of look back and reflect, like I was saying about the opportunity, that's the opportunity that she was given to grow. And she was like, "All right, well, I guess just like my mom did, I'm going to figure it out." And Right. In her own way. In her she own way. She had the opportunity to, to do it in her own way without, right. well, without the hovering, I guess, or without, yeah. you know, worrying about what is my mom going to think about the way right. that I'm doing life. 
it's it's good to get the different perspectives, right? right? We can bring what we know to the table, right? We can all get to the same place. You and I are at the same place as Galen is with her daughter, Emma, right? We're, we're at that place where we are doing our own internal growth and we mm-hmm. know that your happiness is not my responsibility and vice versa, although we want each other to be happy. Of course. Right? <laughs> nah. So whatever. We're not, it's not a matter of not being able to get to that place, but it is a matter of acknowledging these some of these truths which is Mm -hmm. consciously deciding how you're going to parent instead of reacting to the day-to-day well and let's also acknowledge that yes we've we've gotten there but our not that any path is easy right no by any shakes but and Galen's wasn't either, right? There were days no. when she was at the end of the driveway wanting to pull Marie Osmond, as she said. She right? <laughs> Which you were like, I don't even know what that means. I, but. <laughs> I had to Google it. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm young. Yeah. But, I feel old, but whatever. So we all go through that. Even if you do show up and say, I want to, con- this is how I consciously want the relationship to go. Right. Because, well, life is happening. Still human. Too. Right. Exactly. Life is still happening. I think i remember saying in the last episode to her like even the most prepared human is still human and there's yes. going to be trips and there's going to be mistakes and you're not going to be perfect but that like having that i guess like prep period and the ability to kind of go into it knowing how she wanted to show up right consciously create the relationship yeah awesome. I, I guess really I just, the takeaway and, and you know for our listeners and, and what we're what we are hoping to accomplish with this podcast is a lot I'm not gonna say a lot of us but there's a good majority of us I fall under this us of people that are just kind of going through life they're not robotically robotically you use that word I think actually yes. right this is like this is what life is you get up you work you go to bed you have kids you this you that right and that right? it falls into that whole like all right you go to, you graduate you get a family you start the family like that's the next step right, right? you have babies that's their next and a lot of us like, don't why? actively think about how we want to right. we no. think about that we want children or and, and and at most we think about oh I don't want to be like that Right. Think about what we don't want to be like. Exactly. So this is definitely, I'm not going to say revolutionary because there's a lot of people out there that are consciously parenting. Mm -hmm. But for us. It was revolutionary. It was revolutionary. Right. Right. Watching her do it. So yeah, consciously creating the relationship is huge. It is. And it's definitely something that can happen at any stage, right? It's not like, It doesn't oh, have, I have to start. Yeah. We started. It's not too late. Consciously basically. creating our relationship five years ago. Six years yes. ago. Yep. So. Yeah. Cool. Never too late, guys. No. So, I think another thing that we want to talk about is the apologizing, right? It's kind of that, mm-hmm. you know, you and I have talked about a lot. It's. Owning your shit. Owning your shit, but. Growing up, it wasn't it wasn't that. It was, I'm the mother, you're the daughter, because I said so. Yeah, yes. Right? And yep. I'm not going to say that there wasn't plenty of times where I sat back being like, oh, God, I wish I hadn't said that, or I wish I had done that different. Right. But the thought never crossed my mind to then say to you, or to your sister, I was wrong. Right. Like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Well, because that would have said a couple different things, or in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. It would have said a couple different things, and that's... Oh, I'm not a good mother. 
I'm, I'm admitting that I'm not a good mom or I like I can't that's weakness or well I hadn't accepted my humanness right like I didn't accept right. myself so to look at that is when you don't love or accept yourself like ego is like rawr, rawr, rawr. Right. you know what I mean it's, it, it just sends harsh words to yourself so to look at that and say I was wrong would have then meant I had to I would have taken that mistake and turned it into my identity because that's that's how I operated that was right. my level of awareness or understanding I didn't have that safe spot that Galen you know works with her clients I didn't have those tools I just right. didn't have them which is why talking about all the different modalities and finding something that resonates for you is so important right, right. having the tools and you know like we say each relationship is a snowflake and it's funny because I we can, again, point back to last week's episode for this particular point. Galen's relationship with her mom now, she says, is fantastic. It's great. She loves it. But they don't talk every week. Right. It's, right? it's different than the relationship her sister has with her mom. And it's also different than the relationship Galen has with her daughter because her daughter right. is somebody who needs that contact. That's something she wants. And so she calls every week. They talk weekly sometimes more than once a week. Right. But there's no, not comparing the relationships. One isn't better than the other for Galen. It's just a matter of this relationship works well this way. Yeah. And this relationship works well this way. And if there was another need on the other end, we would discuss it. But right now things are great and this is how it is. Right. And that's because there is no one way <laughs> to navigate a relationship, any relationship. I mean, I can't just like, write out a little map for everybody and be like here you go i wish all I mean, your relationship I mean, you, problems are solved we can to some extent we can I give can. them the tools and a lot of tools but we cannot control either person right <laughs> right that, that, how they what? utilize yeah. that and how they internalize it and take it to their relationships is mm-hmm. yes i also loved the that she would come that she said that she would like come to her children and be like i was wrong there right but because that teaches your children one it's the modeling of behavior again right right? it's It's not teaching them what i was just saying you thought or potentially could have thought it would be teaching them it's teaching them instead humility well it's it's not do as i say it's watch what i do right and that's that is really you know what we talk about one of the things that we talk about well and also a reminder that mom's human yes not just mom who's there for all of my needs right right well yes and mom makes mistakes so i'm i can also i can also make mistakes and apologize for them and 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 then move forward and then move forward and learn from right and exactly it's not mistakes don't equate bad person and they don't right they don't define us or equate failure equate to failure either right i like to so yeah, I was I loved all of that. Me too. And um, actually, that kind of kind of leads into something else. One other thing I wanted to touch upon that I myself am just starting to kind of learn on my own. But how each person in relationship is a snowflake. We asked Galen what her favorite like tool, because right? we we talk about all right. the tools in the toolbox, right. and what? she's the same way, right? She's got all these different modalities and tools mm-hmm. that she's taken to work with different parts of her life, mm-hmm. right? And people 
we all vibe with something different. And we asked her what our favorite tool at the moment was. And she's like, human design. I'm getting super nerdy about human design. Yes. Yeah. It, it just, I think I've also just started to kind of look into this, like I said. And similarly to some of the other things that I've studied, such as astrology, and we've studied the communication, communication personalities, and, yep. and then also our strengths profiles. We've learned how to do that. Like all of those different, we've talked about different like character assessments and those kinds of things. Well, we talk about breathing and nervous regulation and... But I'm talking about in regards to like tools to help us understand how we function and who we are and why we move about in the world the way that we do. So honoring, for us, we talk about honoring our mental illness, honoring our... Right. Our, what our body is telling us. Right. And so, And so she was talking about uh, human design and that's just one other modality of like just understanding how you function who you are and what what you bring to the world right so instead of and it goes back again to like trying to do and be the things that you think you're expected to do and be like what is it that I actually do bring to the world what is my medicine what is my specialty what is what is your little voice if you get quiet what is your little voice telling you to it wants to do right and the little voice the intuition that we're talking about, it's loving and it's kind and it wants the best for you. It's not... Oh, it's, it's not, not the inner critic. It's not the inner voice that's telling you you should have done something different and why did you? It is It is the one that's guiding you towards the things that light you up. She's very quiet. Very, very She's quiet. She's hard to hear. You definitely got to sit and shut the inner critic up. Just tell it to go the F away, you know. <laughs> I knew there was going to be a swear. I, I, <laughs> no, I didn't no. do it. <laughs> you want me to swear? I'll swear. No, no, no. Please, please don't. <laughs> okay. Fine. I won't. So but yes, I, I do like the fact that we're talking about different modalities and understanding right. yourself. And, and we've talked about that. I mean, really, that is one of the tools. The goal is for our children to love themselves and to feel confident and... And strong right. and know that no matter what comes their way, yeah, it's not all going to be easy. But as long as I keep plugging and, and doing the work. And showing up as me. And showing up as me, right? There's, there's right. going to be joy. There's going to be a path. Right. And so, but it's different for everybody. And so I love the different modalities. Right. And, right. Because just in one modality of learning about how who you are and how you function right is not enough either because in my, personally in my opinion right that's why I like to touch on a bunch of different ones right well also it's not for her right you read her bio there's <laughs> Reiki and all right of it, right she's got a million different modalities right now her favorite is human right. design because she likes to know what makes people tick so I mean was there anything else you wanted to kind of unpack k-dog from our interview with Galen I think I've touched on most of the things that I I really wanted to revisit yeah no I I think it was important to have Galen on the show because one because she was so important in our development but Mm -hmm. two just to kind of show that there's a lot of different ways out there to yes 
get to where you want to go, right? Like we're all trying to get to the same spot. We all want deeper relationships. We all want to be happy. We all want to be peaceful. We all want to make an impact. And there's a lot of different ways to discover yourself and mm-hmm. love yourself and be able to model that back to our children, really in any relationship. And if we're taking the time to do all those things, the ripple, as Galen said, so that's, yep, she, yep. right? The, the, the ripple rip, effect. The ripple effect of knowing how you work so that you can show up to make a difference. And that just ripples out, giving people permission to figure out how they work and to know about themselves, right? And so... Right. Yeah. yeah. We have a lot of, um, I, something else I think she mentioned was that we have a lot of healing work to do on this planet. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's what, it, that's what I knew there was something I was forgetting. Her definition of success. It ties, that's, okay. thank you. I backtracked into the, well, being a part of the ripple effect was a piece of her definition of success. Right. And, and balance. that ripple effect we just talked about. Right. Feeling good. I'm feeling good. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys feeling good? who's feeling good out there give me a yeah hell yeah okay sorry i'm done oh good for now for this episode yeah i don't know so it's it's funny because we talked about doing this and the fear of losing the like hashtag real talk Mm -hmm. by having guests on right and i think going back like what we're doing going back and talking about it and how it applies kind of keeps us on track so i like that yeah we tend to get off track every now and then so we do (laughs) whatever we can do to keep us on track (laughs) well and just to keep us making it relevant to the mother-daughter relationship and not just to the mother-daughter relationship but to each individual relationships with themselves because that is it sounds counterintuitive but the relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. is the biggest factor in your relationship with everybody else right and especially your children who watch how you interact with yourself from the get-go. So I guess that's all we really have this week. So yeah, guys, see you next week. See you (laughs) next week. Thanks for joining us on our journey today. If you liked what you heard and are looking for more, make sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast. You can also follow us on social media, but for the most fun, go find us on TikTok at The Mother Daughter Journey. See you next time.